Hello, it's Traps to Oscar Mike Radio, and I got returning guest. He was on last month. Don't worry, it's all good. Chris <laughs> Turner, Marine veteran. Chris, how are you doing? I'm good, brother. What's happening? What's going on up there in the cold northeast? I'm telling you, I'm like, you know, why in the world did I ever leave Arizona for this? It's just brutal. It's brutal. <laughs> but it's going to be hot because February 12th, we're going to see you again at the Boondocks in Columbia, Tennessee for Hearts for Warriors. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm really excited about it. It's going to be a great time. Before we get into that, look, we're both Marines, right? Gumby. And, and Valentine's Day for for some Marines like myself holds a different meaning. It's it's that day when you're either without love or you know that that Jody has taken love from you. Have you ever seen that in action? <laughs> where Jody where Jody's taking love away? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you know, in the Marine Corps, you know, you think that Jody is only uh, is only privy to the Marine Corps, right? Right. Ask any ask any tour musician if that if that cliche actually holds water. I guarantee you they can affirm it. Really? So there's a there's Jody's everywhere, isn't he? No, Jody's been a devil since I was in the core, man. He's still around. <laughs> well, fortunately uh, enough, you know, I haven't had a run in with Jody in quite a while, so I'm good yeah, right now. Likewise, so, brother. Likewise, I mean, the, it's not a country song, but the old yes song is right. Owner of a lonely heart. Owner of a lonely heart. So speaking of hearts. <laughs> You got Danny and Michelle uh, putting on, and with me putting on this Hearts for Warriors event, and you got something good cooked up for uh, February twelfth, right? You got you got you and uh, Heather Clark are doing something together, correct? Yeah, man, it's really cool. You know, I'm I'm really excited to be a part of it, and thankful that Heather asked me to do it. She she came to me probably about a month and a half to two months ago and said, "Hey, you know what? I really want to be able to write a uh, a country song." that tells deployment from a female perspective, because, you know, nine times out of 10, you know, uh, it's always told from the male perspective and what they're going through. And it's never told from the female perspective. So we took that idea and uh, some things that's happened in her life and, and people that she knows where it's been effective. Um, it, it has affected their relationships while they've been deployed. And we put it in the song, man. And like right before this interview, we finished it up. And I'm, I'm really proud of it. I mean, we worked really hard on it. We had three writing sessions. And it's it's almost like the song kind of wrote itself. And whenever the songs write themselves, man, you know, you've, you've got something there, man. It can be kind of impactful. So I'm, re I'm really excited to share it on uh, February 12th at the Boondocks in Columbia. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait to hear it. It was fun last time in January seeing you. It was fun in uh, September. Folks, it's a real high-energy show when Chris gets on the stage with his band. And, um, you know, I want to talk to you about your band real quick. Uh, you've got a good set of uh, uh, guys behind you with you doing this. Um, uh, Evan, right? Your guitarist, your lead guitarist? Yeah, yeah, Evan Rogers. That's right. And he broke into Cliffs of Dover by Eric Johnson. I'm like, okay, I like this dude. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what I'm trying to say is they all can really play. I mean, I mean, it's not like you, you guys have I've just been doing this, you know, a short amount of time. It, it, you can tell that you all have a good nucleus. How, how did that happen? Well, you know, I tell everybody, man, when it comes to a band and whenever it comes to writing, it's like a marriage and it's, it's a relationship. So you, you weed through before I found the guys that I play with now, you know, you, when you first come to town, you weed through musicians to find out who a cool hang is and whenever you go on the road and who you can actually tolerate and be around and who doesn't have egos. So, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with people having egos, but for me, 
if I don't have an ego as the artist, then I don't expect my, my team to have an ego. And I take that from the Marine Corps, man. We always work as a team, no matter what rank you are. We just all about getting a mission done. Right. Right. So I, I actually, uh, uh, Evan came to me through a, uh, previous contact of mine and believe it or not, my bass player has been with me since day one. His name's Matt Harper, Matthew right. Harper. And my, my drummer came through me through a contact. And then all this happened. Matt's one, been with me for about seven or eight years. And Evan's been with me for about six. And so was Coda, my drummer. And, uh, you know, we just, we've toured together. We play, we've cut our teeth together and we've perfected our set together. And they've really bought into what I do and what, you know, what my big mission is as far as an individual and as an artist to try to give back to my audience. And they, they, they really believe in what we've got going on. And it's, it's, it's really cool to have, you know, a group of team players that you're dealing with rather than, you know, egocentric individuals. Cause you know, as well as I do, when you work as a team, you can accomplish a lot more, but once, once it's individually uh, uh, put out there and everybody tries to be individuals and that's whenever the real, uh, the, the real problems start to happen. So yeah, we've been together for quite a while, you know, and we, we don't take any show lightly. You know, I generally, if we haven't played or played a, show in a while i'll get the guys over at the house in my war room which is where i'm at right now and uh you know we'll rehearse and i'll, I'll buy some pizza and grab a 12 pack of beer and we'll hang out and we'll rehearse four or five hours before we have a show because we want to make sure when we take the stage that the listening audience is getting everything that we can give them and it's you know we we don't like to leave anything left on the stage so yeah i'm, I'm very fortunate i got some really great players well, and just like in the Marine Corps, where you, you got that team that you've worked with for a while, everybody knows their role, everybody's good at their role. It has to be, you know, a, a little bit of a, I won't say relief's not the right word, but certainly a comfort level that you know what these guys are going to do for you and they know how you're going to be all the time. Right. That's exactly right. And I can't, I can't think of anybody else in town that I've played with or seen you know, on, on stage that I'd rather be in a fighting hole with, man. I mean, these guys, we, we have been in the suck together, man. I mean, from touring to getting stiffed on shows to where we had to drive, you know, uh, an hour, one direction to play for four hours for tips just to get gas money to move back to Nashville. I mean, to drive back to Nashville. I mean, they've been with me through it all. And for some reason they stuck around and I'm, I'm, I'm really fortunate because a lot of people's like, man, you know what? There's a dozen artists or a hundred dozen artists in town to play for while we still with this guy. But, you know, I mean, they're, we, we all have a really good chemistry and it's, it's, it's really fun to watch and it's really fun to be a part of. Well, one of the things that I'm noticing about Nashville as I learn more about it as, you know, for you artists is there's a bunch of good artists in that city location. It's not like here. It's not like other parts of the country where there's small fish in, in a very big pond. There's a lot of good people in Nashville. So you have to be on your game to dis distinguish yourself. And, oh, yeah. and, and, and the band is a very important part of that. And I just kind of wanted to understand how that all worked, especially since, you know, I've seen you now, I'm, I'm going to see you three times. And I'm like, every show has this in a good way, sound the same. It, it, I, I know what I'm getting. I, I'm like, this is exciting because I'm going to see Chris do his thing. I know what the band's going to do. This has been great. And, and they're all good musicians. And is that hard to find in Nashville or is it just find the right people to work with, even though they're all good musicians, if that makes any sense? I think, I think what happens in Nashville is too many people try to be uh, too many 
there's too many chiefs and not enough braves, right? So when you got an artist and you start working with a band, rather than give them an opportunity to try to work together and do their thing, you know, people start getting involved saying you need to do this and you need to do that. And then, you know, some one individual may not like hanging with that individual. And, you know, as far as the artist, it goes back to being, you know, finding that chemistry, like that marriage with the people that enjoy you enjoy being around and they enjoy being around you. But I, I think, you know, uh, it just, it, it comes together, you know, you find your people. And then at the end of the day, you know, for me, I've been doing this by myself, you know, I mean, I've got, I've got a couple people in play now that's helping me out and I've had some, you know, some fortunate breaks along the way, but from a professional standpoint, I am an independent artist and a lot of people is like, well, you know what? He's not signed. Well, that's great. But as an independent artist, a lot of people have to realize, you know, the payroll falls on me. The marketing falls on me, the advertising there. It's this, this huge machine that goes around town. So to, to, to go back to what your question was, when you start building that machine and a lot of people get involved in that machine, the, the, the actual mechanics of that machine start to break down. Right. And that, that, that could be the band. That could be the brand that could be the venues. I mean, there, there's a dozen things that could happen. So I, I think what, what makes a great artist one is finding out who you are, what your platform is and what you're trying to say Two, finding a team of people around you that are like-minded individuals that believe in the path that you're trying to take. And three, just not being any better than anybody else in the room. Don't ever, ever forget where you come from. So always stay humble. And I think what happens to a lot of artists and a lot of bands and a lot of people in town is, you know, the, the, I don't know if their head gets the best of them or people just don't like to work with them. If they become divas, I, I have no clue. But for me, I've always I've always stayed grounded, man. And I, I guess I've got my raising in the Marine Corps to thank for that. And I try to surround myself with people that want to work with me and believe in what I'm doing. And it's it's proven it's proven to have a pretty good track record so far. So but, you know, I'll tell everybody there is a freaking plethora of talented artists in town and musicians. Right. But, and they will sing me under the table. I'm not going to lie, but I'm going to tell you one thing. There's only four or five people in town that outwork me. Well, isn't that, isn't that, isn't that what it is, though? Me. Isn't that what it is in life? I mean, and the Marine Corps, you know, if you're yeah. willing to work a little harder on your uniform, if you're willing to work a little harder on your job, those people oh. over time are successful. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's like, uh, my best friend, uh, actually, today's the death of his anniversary, man. That's why I'm wearing his, this is his sweatshirt. That's why I'm wearing it today. He told me right before I moved to Nashville, I was like, man, you think I got a shot? And he's like, Chris, I mean this with all the love in the world. I was like, what? He's like, you so daggone bullheaded. I think you're too stupid to realize that you can't do it. And he's like, so you take that for what it's worth. And I've always remembered that. You know, it's like, you know, as Marines, we see the hill, we take the hill, and we always see the forest rather than the trees. And I've always lived by that. You know, I don't, I don't take no for an answer. And I'm always a daggum. I'm, I've got, I've always got blinders on. Yes, I know yes. where I'm you know, I just, this. I just got told, like, I have that problem. It's like, it's good, but she's like, you just focus on something and you're going after it. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I, I guess that's, that's, that's what they put in the chow at Paris Island. I reckon. I don't know. Or, and or San, San Diego. And San Diego. Yeah. And San Diego. <laughs> 
Well, you know, it's interesting because as I understand how the music business works with regard to Nashville, I've also noticed, and you talk about team, you talk about your machine, you know, it's, it goes without saying, man, that you start looking at who you are and you're affiliated with some pretty like important nonprofits and people that, you know, support those nonprofits and affiliations. And so I, I was just curious, I mean, you know, Randy Couture, you know, is an MMA fighter. How, how did that relationship happen? And, and why well, was he? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, I was going to say about three years ago, I think it was 2017. I was doing a show up in Ohio and uh, I, I was hanging out with a buddy of mine and he's he's a really good friend of mine and he's an unsung hero, too. He does a lot for veterans, but he had had me up doing about two or three dates up there and we had just got done playing and uh that Sunday morning before I was about ready to roll out, uh, a friend, a mutual friend of ours called him, a mutual friend of ours now. I didn't know the fellow at the time. He made a phone call to uh, my buddy and said, hey, you know what? I'm putting on this uh, Extreme Couture GI Foundation uh, uh, event down in Columbus, Georgia, and we need uh, a band, uh, an after-party band, because Gary Allen was actually playing the, the theater. But the, the end of the show was going to end up at a bar called The Outlaw. Uh, in Columbus and uh, he's like do you have anybody in mind so my buddy immediately recommended me and said hey man Chris will do it I've had him up here for three days he puts on a great show and you know we pack out the venues here and people love him he's like all right cool so I got that and I went down there and I got to meet Randy and as I met him you know we started talking come to find out you know we just uh, had very like-minded interest in what we wanted to do and our mission and he started tying me in with the extreme couture gi foundation doing shows and you know it's just a great charity that he's done you know post his fight career and now that he's an actor you know he's the extreme couture gi foundation what they do is they they take ten thousand dollars and they vet uh, a military member who is transitioning from the battlefields of civilian society who's a little down on his luck and can't can't get a break right right and then he'll write them whether it's for bills or for a house or whatever it is to try to try to help him out and get a leg up so then uh, then the foundation will write them a check so you know year after year he's out doing poker runs and appearances and stuff like that to really build that charity to bring it more uh, to bring a notoriety which you know with him being a part of it it's it, it it's got a lot of notoriety in its own but yeah, you know, I met him, and then, you know, as far as the If You Drink song that I, I, I put and I cut on the American Made Project, you know, I stayed in touch with him. I didn't wear him out, you know. I'd be like, hey, man, happy birthday, or hey, brother, how you doing? You know, just stuff like that, just cordial conversation. But whenever I came across that song, If You Drink, I got a vision for it, and I was like, man, I wonder if Randy would be a part of this. So I sent him the storyboard that I had for the actual video, and he listened to the song and he looked at the storyboard and he immediately texted me back and said, dude, I love it. Whatever you need from me, let me know. And that really started our, our friendship. You know, I mean, that's what really, you go from being friendly to actual friends and brothers. Right. 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 And that, that, that's where we're at now. I mean, he's just a great dude to work with. He's the most humblest guy you've ever met in the world. So we're, we're, we're really, really uh, similar in that capacity, if you will. But, uh, you know, another great you're talking about the Couture Foundation. Another great charity I've been I've been fortunate to work with is a is a uh, a nonprofit called the Crosswinds Foundation. And the Crosswinds Foundation, what we're planning this year is we're doing a freedom tour, and we're looking at doing 25 to 30 dates, and we're in the process of getting all of this lined up with the VFW commanders. 
Yeah. And we're going to go to, to 25 to 30 different VFWs and American legions. And we're going to play free shows. But in these free shows, what we're doing is the Crosswinds Foundation, the founder, Bob Waldrop, he has developed a 10-week curriculum called the HOPE curriculum. And in this curriculum, the HOPE stands for healing, opportunity, peace, and empowerment. So what we want to do at these VFWs and these American legions is introduce this course in hopes that we can find a couple people who want to be counselors to teach the course because they have to go through a, a learning curve for about 10, it's a 10-week counselor's course where they can deliver the course to the veterans, right? So our biggest hope is these VFWs and American Legions, not only we can attract younger vets and give it some, some sex appeal, right? right? If it's proper to use that, but we also want them to become brick and mortar foundations and, and locations for, for counseling centers for veterans and counselors. So I'm really excited to do that. I mean, they're, they're doing great work and it's, it's, uh, I'm really excited about that, man. It's, it's going to be a good run. It's going to be a good, it's going to be a good time. <laughs> Is there anything else coming up in 2021 that's noteworthy for you that you want to talk about? Oh, man. We've got the uh, Hearts for Warriors show February 12th uh, in February. Oh, well, in 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing, we're doing a lifestyle magazine launch party at the Underground with uh, Renee Wagner out of uh, New York. Oh, She's wow. She's coming down, and we're, doing, we're headlining that show at the National Underground June the 3rd. And then on September 11th, I'm partnering with Michelle and Brian Walker, who will be the VFW state commander at the time. Right. And we're doing a huge 9-11 show uh, in Memphis, Tennessee on 9-11. So those are uh, some some pretty big uh, events that we've got going on this year. And I'm I'm really excited and stoked to do it. But, you know, I'm, I'm really stoked about this freedom tour, man, because I know how much of an impact it can make if we do it right, logistically speaking, you know. And that's where my heart's at, man. Well, it's important, yeah. right? I mean, the VFW uh, has been an important part of, you know, veterans advocacy for many years. And this might be, the, you know, a shot in the arm that they need and get those people who want to serve uh, their fellow veterans. So I think it's a good thing. Right. And what we're going to do is we're going to advertise it all as public shows, man. We just don't want people to think, hey, you can't come to the show because you're not a member. That's not the case. Because there's so many veterans that are out there that are not members of the VFW that if they don't know that they can show up and come, they, they'll stay at home at the house. And right. that's, and unfortunately, I mean, one of the stigmas about the VFW and American Legion is, is a lot of people, younger generation that, you know, we're like, Hey, you know what? It's for Vietnam veterans and world war two vets. And I just wouldn't fit in. I think it's just a bunch of people sitting around a bar drinking beer, telling lies about a war and then everybody pissing on each other's boots, trying to figure out who's, who's the strongest. Right. Right. So we want to get rid of that stigmatism and, and make it more about, Hey, we're all vets. We all suffer from whatever it is, but we have an outlet to try to offer you to give you some kind of counseling to make that work. So, yeah. And I got to give another shout out, man. Uh, my buddies at dog of war outdoors. That's right. Byron. Yeah. See my that's, buddy, that's my buddy hat. Byron gave me the hat last time. So I, I figured it was only, uh, only fitting to wear it because it matches and it's my favorite colors going in black because I'm a South Carolina Gamecock fan. You so. are a Gamecock fan. Yes, sir. I'm an LSU it's a tough fan. day to be one, but you know what? I'm one. <laughs> At least you're loyal. Like, unlike, you know, some other, you know, teams we won't talk about, but you, you oh, know, yeah. it's good seeing Byron. It was good seeing Byron there. I think Malachi is going to be at the event as well. And right. it's just, it, it's nice. I don't know what it is, man. Uh, when I get more and more into this, it, why is it the Marines that seem to lead 
a lot of these organizations. I don't, I don't get that, but it, it's just a common thing. Every time I turn around, it's a Marine doing this and a Marine doing that. I love it. I, I think it's probably that first in last out mentality, man. You know, we, we kind of grab as Marines, we grab the bull by the horns and we, you know, we, we follow orders, but we also have a, an urge for to take initiative you know, and be tactful about it in the process is where it's like, you know what, if you don't want to pick up the weapon and charge the hill, watch, I'm going to do it for you. And, you know, we, we always were taught to lead by example and example only reflects leadership. Right. Right. So I, I think, I think that's why you see so many Marines trying to do something about what a lot of people complain about. It's like, you know what, don't be part of the solution. Don't be part of the problem, be part of the solution. And I think that's the mentality that we all as Marines live by. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to see you there February 12th. I'm excited. I'll be back with Danielle and Michelle's doing an awesome job putting this together. There's a lot going on, folks. There's going to be barbecue there from uh, JJ's Barbecue in Columbia. I hear it's excellent. Oh, yeah. About that. Yeah, absolutely. And you're going to see Chris Turner and his band bring down the house. And as a bonus, we get to hear Heather Clark and Chris perform together. Your first time, right? Doing this in public? Oh yeah. Yeah. With her, we've, we've never performed together. So I think she gets to the town on the 10th or the 11th and we're going to have a couple rehearsal sessions just to make sure we're both in time and the, and the melodies fly. Right. But it's going to be really cool, man. You know, it's, it's, it's really cool to, to write a song, but it's another one to actually debut it. So, I mean, cause I've, I've got a, I've got a folder full of stuff that people will never see the light of day, but it's, it's kind of like the ones that, that stick are the ones that make it out of the pile. So yeah, it's uh it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a good time. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going to shut it down now, folks, because I don't want to uh, spoil the fun for you. You got to come to Columbia, Tennessee, the boondocks and watch the man here, Chris Turner and his band light up on the 12th for uh, Valentine's day. And if your name's Jody, well, you may want to be careful walking into where love is. Just saying. <laughs> Had to throw that in there. <laughs> Y'all come and, see me at the Doom, but at the Boondocks. I think tickets are on Eventbrite, right? Yeah, I have the Eventbrite link in this uh, show post and down below. Uh, eight bucks, and you know, get you some free food and and some good raffles, some good prizes, and some good times. So no excuses, no excuses. All right. So as we say in Hawk, we are missile in flight. Chris, thanks a lot. I'll see you in a few weeks, brother. Dude, I'm really excited about it. It's good to see you, Travis. Be good. Super five. Super five.